0: what's up everybody welcome to a pretty special podcast for ourselves this is uh actually kind of crazy when you think about it um be 100 episodes in to the dan k show presents audio podcast with about 40 more in the tank ready to go and so much to talk about there's only one
1: man i could talk about it with dan how you feeling What's up, everybody? It's the 100th episode, and you might be thinking, hey, this isn't how they normally open these things up, but that's the whole point, right? In podcasting, you celebrate the 50s. Are, what are, Lucas, I've always wondered this. What are aughts? Celebrating the aughts?
0: The zeros. Those so are like, zero, like okay. 2003 would be the early aughts. So, yeah, so we celebrate the, wait, the zeros, 2003 would be the early aughts? It's the 2000s. So the two thousands are the
1: aughts. The two thousand tens would be the tens, the twenties, the thirties. All right, agree to disagree. I have no no clue what you're, you're like, saying, but what, <laughs> <laughs> what I will say, Lucas, is you know it, it's a hundred episodes of this audio podcast, which started obviously from a necessity in our minds to to really help people to understand this game better, to understand this sport better, to understand this process of junior hockey and college hockey, youth hockey, and and all the way up and down a ladder a little better from the the comfort of their own homes. And look, it might be audio podcast number 100, but I'm pretty sure we're at Dan K show episode number 7,000, I think, at this point, because we have made a lot of content over the eight years of this podcast, but none that I have enjoyed as much as today's conversation. And, And I think that We picked today's guest, you know, with 100th episode, we could have gone out and gotten some flashy superstar, former NHL or somewhere and went after just millions of views. But instead, Lucas, we went to a guy who's better than that, right? A guy who understands this game better than most and who has worked, well, Lucas, for free for most of his career to make sure that players get the best experience. The Sturge is on the podcast today. That's it.
0: And you know, we could have gone after Gretzky. We could have gone after Bedard. We could have, we could have tried to snipe a McDavid interview. We said, no, we're going to talk to the Sturge, find out some stuff. Cause we, you and I talk to him all the time, right? We're always on the phone with him. And so many times you just think to yourself, Man, I wish we could record this. We finally did. It's here. It's about to happen. You'll hear your normal intro, and then we're gonna kick it off with Scott Sturgeon a.k.a. The Sturge. Please yes, enjoy it. the 100th episode of the Dan K. Show's podcast.
1: I'm not even going to call back Wayne Gretzky. not going to call back Bedard. You know what? This yeah. was so good, I'm going to leave them unread. I'm not even going to read their text message. They've been begging, begging for the Dan K. Show. Let's go.
0: And, and you know what? Two days later, we'll read, so they get the read receipt, but we won't respond.
1: Sturge is going to be a good listen, folks. I think you should really take, take some time to listen to this thing Take some time to have your young athlete listen. If you are the young athlete, have some time to have your parents listen in and think about reaching out to Sturge. This is a guy who has helped out this game in so many ways. And I will say it again. I say it once on the podcast, Wisconsin Hall of Fame. We're calling you out right now. The Wisconsin Hockey Hall of Fame better have Sturge in it sometime soon. This guy's an absolute beaut.
0: Hello, hockey fans, and welcome into the most watched show in junior hockey, and we want to start off by saying we recorded this the day after the Stanley Cup. Congratulations to the Vegas Golden Knights on their Stanley Cup uh, victory and to Phil Kessel on his Stanley Cup victory, proving that no matter how many hot dogs you eat on a daily basis, as long as you believe, you can still be competitive. And a man who eats hot dogs, well, only when I'm there, really. When I'm not there, he has an oddly clean diet, which makes me think I'm kind of a bad influence, but also... I love hot dogs and I really don't care. It's Dan K. Dan, how many glizzies are you up to at 11 a.m. today?
1: <laughs> I, I got to start with, <laughs> I was real worried about that intro halfway through, but you were able to you were able to stick the dismount. Uh, what, what part got you worried? I, I don't want to rehash it because we'll let folks listen back. You can listen back a few times to kind of, you pause that at a certain point. It sounds like a completely different conversation, but I,
0: I can't wait to hear, listen back here it myself. It's
1: all about it's all about hot dogs on today's on today's podcast. No, it's not. It's all about hockey, okay, Lucas. And I'm sure the Vegas Golden Knights they can get any they can get any amount of free Nathan Sabrets, whatever the big hot dog is in Vegas. They can get free of them forever, right? But what we can talk about. What we can talk about today is what we always talk about here on the dan k show it's hockey and we have a lot of conversations with coaches gms with owners with players throughout this game and we've got a guy who today our guest lucas if if you were to say who is my guy who's my go-to source for information in terms of just like teaching me how to not be dumb if i was ted lasso this guy might be beard right like that's who this guy might be this is a absolutely stellar human being a man who for the love of the game could be tattooed on his back or on his arm or on his chest with just how much he does for this game for the love of the game how many players he helps how many organizations he has turned right side up with his hard work his dedication and his continued commitment to making a better hockey world and a better sport for young athletes nationwide this guy should be in the Wisco Hockey Hall of Fame if I have anything to say about it I'll continue to battle for it and it's Scott Sturgeon we know him as Sturge I call him coach what's going on coach how's it going Scott how are we doing babes
2: good how's it going guys
1: we are hanging in there we are just uh this time of year i feel like this is when you shine right and for the folks who don't know when we talk to coaches when we talk to owners you kind of have a, have an outlay of, of who somebody is and what they do for for the folks at home the kind of to break down what sturge is he's kind of the guy right he can he can be a little director of scouting for you he could be a little director of general managing for you he can be an operations guy. he can get it all done but what he does is he finds players the right opportunities to play, and he gets guys into college. And, Sturge, you come over from a Hudson Havoc team where you guys built an absolute monster and now signed on with the Metro Jets. Lucas and I both wearing our Jets hats for those listeners at home. How excited are you to be making this move to Metro? Very, very excited. Um,
2: well, obviously, at, at Hudson, uh, Coach Wall moved on to uh, to college at Lawrence. And uh, I, I stayed with the team to, to, for another year because those was the guys that we brought in together to finish that. And then um, I had a great relationship, Coach Wall. But now uh, the first meeting I ever had with Q there in, in Metro, uh, I just felt like it was the exact same relationship that I had with, with Coach Wall. And that's really special to me. Um, you know, development's important there in Metro. Uh, culture's important. Uh, they're organized they you know every every player there knows exactly what's going on for the week and i think that's 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 big structure is huge in junior hockey
1: yeah and and wally man you talk about brett wall this is a guy who i adore right he works at he works at lawrence now up there with the university division three turning that program around just like you we said turning programs right side up that's what that's what wally does as well he builds that culture what you guys built in hudson was an absolute monster, and I know Wally has nothing but great things to say about you. He, I think he calls me about you once a month just to tell me how great you are. And <laughs> what we, what I want to talk to you about though, you know, he's at the college ranks, and you send guys to the college ranks. Just how many guys got that uh, NCAA commitment at Hudson this past year? Let's drop oh. that number for the
2: <clears throat> right now. We're currently at ten, <laughs> um, hoping to get to uh, eleven. I got Jack Carriage. Who um, really working hard to get good power forward, but that's where we're at. So it was a very successful year. A lot of hard work this year because it's not easy uh, with COVID and everything. Getting guys into
1: college right now, it's really tough. Uh, we know for sure, and we know it firsthand, right? And you look at it. There's just there's such a logjam right now in the NCAA game, and there's just not enough opportunity for everybody with how many talented players they are out there. For a coach at home, though, Jack Carich, I'll tell you what you're listening right now. I'd give Sturgy a ring after this one and get that one done. But but Scott, I mean ten NCA commitments in a crowded environment out of Hudson, and this is something you do and were doing for the love of the game, right? This isn't something you weren't you weren't on staff. You weren't you were you were doing this solely to to try to bring home a ring with what was one of if not the best rosters in the country that you guys put together. And and trying to get guys on to college. I mean, that's where it all comes from, right? It's just that love.
2: Yes. I, um, you know, when, when I, when I recruit somebody to come to a hockey team uh, it's a relationship that I, I truly hope lasts forever. You know, I hope that when I'm 75 years old, I get a phone call from, uh, you know, one of the players saying, Hey, we need this or, or maybe they didn't even need advice at that age. But um, I, you know, I, I went, I went to work hard um, in the off season here, trying to get these guys committed Uh, I'll admit I can't even really kind of leave Hudson until I get that last commitment. I mean, that's just mentally where I'm at with it. Uh, I got
1: some unfinished business and Jack Kerch is it. And and I want folks at home to really wrap their heads around that, right? This is, this is what it's about. And if you don't have an experience like this with a guy like Sturgey or or anybody else in, in this, in this sport of junior hockey, where they're committed to your commitment, right? And that commitment, look, it's not always going to be NCAA Division One. It's not always going to be NCAA Division Two II or Three. Sometimes it is the right ACHA program. Sometimes it's just getting you into the right academic program. But your organization, wherever you play, should be committed to your commitment. That should be the phrase that that we hear and the phrase that pays. And Sturgy, you do that. You do that more than most. Now, I know one of the big exciting things that that you have going on is some work with Capstone and some of the folks there. Can you kind of Sum up what you got going on. What kind of move you're making with them, and and what is the what is the future looking like here for uh, for Coach Sturge?
2: Well, yeah, I'm going to be advising for Capstone. Uh, Joe Dibble, John Jonason, obviously two great hockey minds right there. Um, so I started working with those guys, um, looking at getting players. And truly, what what I look at is I want a player that you know I want to truly help a player. I want to make sure that they're development there. I want to make sure they're going to places where they're being developed. Um, you know, I want to. I want to. At the end, I want to have you know ten players. That's all I want to take on because I think I can. I can handle ten players at Hudson. I was handling twenty four, and obviously we had like seventeen age-ups. So with the ACHAs and then the NCAA commitments, uh, that was a lot to handle. But I think 10's perfect. Um, I just want to help uh, that capstone grow. And I want to I want to help uh, young men get into hopefully get in college and developing hockey.
1: And and you look at you look at John Jonason, you look at Joe Dibble, you see the work they've done. Joe at Janesville and the Minnesota Moose, and and uh, John Jonason behind the bench with the Moose, and, and in his off ice career as well. The, these are guys that that have had a lot of success. And, and Sturge, I think I think the addition of you that's an easy one for them. I, Coach Jonason's had to coach against you for a long time, and he's had to recruit against you for a long time. And you know, I I think that if I'm if I'm speaking for Coach Jonison, or as we call him Coach Bronison, Bro Bronison, I, I'd say if you can't beat him, join him, right? So, or if you can't beat him, hire him. In this case, and bring in Sturge.
2: <laughs> I, I I love John. John's fun to work with. We, we we talk a little bit more than we did in the past, obviously, because we were we were competitors. Yeah. But yeah, I've I've been. Uh, I've been a GM against John. I've been a, a, a head coach against John with the Ubers and then, you know, helping build the Hudson Havoc uh, a team the last two years. Uh, obviously we had to play, uh, I believe the Moose, what, eight times in the last two years. Yep. We won't tell John the record on that.
1: <laughs> you got to love the little jab right there too. Right. Man. Yeah. I think, we, I think we did pretty good the last two years. Yeah. I think, I think it's one, of a handful of them we'd call it, or a couple of handfuls, but, uh, we, we look at it, coach, if I'm, if I'm a parent right now listening into this or maybe a player and, and I'm looking for some help, some boost, some, some ability to, to get myself somebody who's advocating for me. Not just advocating for me in the sense of like, hey, here, here's a check and just put me on a roster, but advocating for my actual path and looking at who I am as a player, looking at who I am as a person, looking at what I want. And finding a way to provide that, and pounding the pavement, no matter where that is, to get me to that right place and to move me on in my career. What? How do I? How do I get in touch with you? How do I make it through that process? Like, like, what does that all look like?
2: Well, they cannot. Uh, they can definitely give me a call, and, and we will talk. Uh, I always like to do a little homework on the players, yeah. so that I have an understanding of where, where they fit and what they need, uh, even as far as the development standpoint. Um and I and I and I can be emailed. Um matter of fact, I just started uh a, a email uh metro at gmail.com. There we go. Obviously, for the Metro Jets there. So uh that's one way to get a hold of me. And um I'm just looking for, for some some young young players that definitely want to work hard because you're not gonna advance, you're not gonna get developed unless you truly wanna work hard. Uh let's face it, beginning at an NCAA level is not easy and you know you have players right now they're playing you know five years because they get an extra year with COVID. um you know these these old twos and and the old ones last year that was a true struggle to get you into college you 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 had to you, you know you have to work you there's coach wall you say it best uh you have an office you, you have a bunch of seasons uh and and one of the seasons is right now as we're speaking this is your season to develop and work hard you don't get time off. You're not going to get to that level with a time off, and then you have your season in the in the in the you know on the hockey season where you're working. So you know, say you're an old three right now. You have you have three seasons left before you play college hockey. Yeah, and it's just season in summer. You have your season coming up, and then you have your summer season next year, and then you're in the you're in
1: college hockey. Yeah, and and for the folks at home who who don't fully. You know, know where, where we're at right now this time of year. You're still trying to make that last decision on a team, or maybe you're still hitting a couple camps, or maybe you're hitting a couple tryouts. It, it's important to have folks around us that as a support team, right, as a support mechanism, as people we can talk to. And when it comes to Sturge, I mean, we always joke about our, our Oprah Winfrey, like, sticker on a book, right, or, or the Dan Kay Show sticker on on a, a coach or an organization that, that says, like, hey, man, we approve uh, there's, uh, there's not a sticker in the world that is big enough to approve of what Coach Sturgeon has done, continues to do in this game, and what we've gotten a chance to see firsthand. I mean, th- we, Coach. I mean, as long as I'm actually picking up the phone and not too busy being the face of a bogo margarita night down here in Dunedin, or, or playing golf on the golf course as you like to razz me for, you know, or going to ball games. I mean, we we're always talking about just kind of what you've got cooking, what's going on, and kind of conversing about what's going on around the game and i mean i'm getting educated by you every day on on ways to look at this game and ways to look at how this process should work so for for the folks at home i mean this is this is a guy who i know we trust with with every every ounce of our being just for how much he cares about this game and Lucas, I've I've talked over you enough so far through this thing because I'm just I'm just fired up to have Sturgy on a on a podcast. Finally, we've been talking about this I feel like for years in the making. What do you got for Coach? I know I know you call him Scott because you don't respect him. Uh, <laughs> I call him Coach because he'll always be Coach to me. But go ahead,
0: Lucas. I I, I think I have recently switched to calling him the Sturge, even the if Sturge. I have to refer to him directly. <laughs> uh, which I I I think I think fits. I also do want to point out that. When you say the face of Bogo Marg Knight, but when you say it in uh, with all that other serious stuff, it makes it sound like that's like you're a head of state, right, <laughs> and that's like one of your responsibilities as as the as Dan Kay. yeah um you know, Commander of the armed forces and face of uh bogo margarita Knight bogo Marg. <laughs> <laughs> um the sturge uh I want to talk about something that you and I have talked about at length over the phone a couple of times um this offseason quote-unquote when it comes to this time of year and players who are looking for a place to play at the next level this idea that i think it's always been a factor but now more than ever you and i have talked about this idea that players have to commit to schools as much as schools are committing to players that if you're a player who's entertaining options you don't have weeks and weeks to kind of see if the grass is greener right you have to really dial in and and kind of kind of pick something and i was i was hoping you could talk about that for a little bit about why it's important for a player to to appear to be as
2: committed to a school as they are as a school is to the player well absolutely well you take you take uh schools i mean they have so many hockey players to choose from and then, are you the right are you the right guy for their program? And most of the time, with I'm looking at it, even when I'm recruiting for a hockey team, I want to make sure that you're interested in being with that program. So I tell all my guys, uh, you know, in, in Hudson this year, I told every one of them, uh, you you may not know a lot about what's going on out east as far as colleges, but if you take those opportunities away and don't apply. Somewhere along the line, you're going to be looking for that opportunity because it's very, very hard in the Midwest to get into these schools because, let's face it, the the, the is right there. And they're, and they're, looking, at, they're looking there first, and, and they're also in the Midwest. And I would say the same argument for players out east. If you're looking to play college hockey, I would strongly advise, A, you got to find a school that fits you for education. That doesn't work, uh, you know, and it doesn't, doesn't pay. You want, to, you want to get a college, you want to get a degree out of it. So if I'm an East Coast hockey player, I would apply for the schools, which is very simple in Hawaii. My you make one application, pretty much you qualify for most schools. And then if those opportunities come, then you have that versus just being on the East Coast. Same thing for the Midwest hockey players. I tell the guys every year, and every year come March national time, they're like, oh, geez, we're scrambling to get in get into college. Well, you took half the schools away because you didn't apply out east. Yep. yep. So then we scramble come come March, and I'm sorry, it's it's pretty hard to get into a college, uh, you know. Once once the the Robertson Cup's done and they're playing in that, and and now all of a sudden, you know, all these schools are looking at at these null guys that thought they were going to go D one, they're now falling down to D three. So if, if I was to put one advice out there for any any Tier 3 hockey player right now, because that's that's the league that that I, I work with, um, I would strongly suggest I put applications anywhere and everywhere so it shows interest. When we were out at Nationals last year, it's very interesting. I was talking to a lot of the East Coast schools about our team. Uh, I was excited because most of them hadn't seen our team. We did not do it. Hudson Havoc didn't do a showcase out East. So the first thing that those guys ask, uh, are they interested in coming out east? Some won't even really take a look at us because well, you didn't have nobody applied for a school. So um you know that's that's where comeback kind of kind of hurt some guys just they, they didn't get the application in and I strongly urge you you got to put applications both ways because it's hard to get into. Yeah. And,
0: and just to kind of add on that from the academic side, right, I've been I've been a college advisor now for a, a decade at this point. And if, if there's one thing I've seen that just hurts students and we, you know we'll call them student athletes for the purpose of this conversation the most, it's just not having your ducks in a row. Right. And you, you talked about that. It's being behind on the application. Right. Even if even if you have a school that you think is a safety school, it's still going to take at least a week or so to process your application. And if you're already starting this process in February or March as as you just said, Scott, you end up with a situation where now you're a week and a half behind, right? Right. And that's if you have all your stuff all ready to go. Yep. If if you're looking for things, if you're, if you're trying to piece together an essay, if you're, if you're not ready to, to immediately drop into something, you could be behind. And, and as you alluded to, once the Robertson cup kind of finishes up, it
2: really becomes crunch time. It does, you know? And and yeah, it's just, it's, it's amazing. Um, you know, and then and then now if I want to watch a player say, say our season's over with it's March and now now they got to go back, which they can then can go back and watch uh, the film on all the games through hockey TV. But, you know, it's like it's nice to be able to see and follow that player all years. So to me, it's sometimes it takes a it's a relationship that goes on for six, six months, maybe. And all of a sudden then they say, you know, that's the player I want.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, you know, this is and for the folks at home, right, to to wrap this up so we don't give away all of uh, the Sturges advice for free on this podcast. uh, You know, it this this is why it's so important to figure out a person that you trust, a person that has the, you know, the experience that has actual advice and is is willing to work with you. Right. If you choose to go the route of of seeking out some help when it comes to college commitment, just make sure they're not a person who's going to, you know, who has three schools that he that an advisor gets kickbacks from, right? That's, that's not what we want. That's not part of the game that that I think Scott or Dan and I are, are involved in here. So just make sure that someone has your player's best interests at heart. Um, and if you have any questions, I mean, you can certainly DM us and reach out to us. Um, but, Scott, I did want to ask you about now the recruiting season. Um, what What kind of players are you seeing out there on the recruiting trail this year? Do you feel like overall – this next year of hockey is going to be something where, you know, you're going to see like, like we've seen in past years, where the kids are a
2: little faster, a little better, stick handling is a little better. Is that what you're looking at right now? Absolutely. The, the league, um, you know, the players are getting better because quite honestly, I think more of them are on the ice longer. You know, when I played, you played in the winter and then, and then you, you know, you played a different sport in the summer and it wasn't golf. Cause I wasn't a golfer at that time.
1: <laughs> you know, now I'm
2: trying to get on the tour So, but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, the players are, you know, there's, there's so many camps and, uh, so many opportunities for these players nowadays. It's, it's so much different than when I played, um, and the game is getting faster. Um, so yeah, I I mean, I'm looking for another good year. I thought, I thought nationals last year in, um, in Utica was great. I thought you guys did an unbelievable job. Uh, the the facility did a great job. It really felt like a, a national tournament. Um, well, you look at every one of those games, I, I think anybody could have won on that night. I, I, you know, there, there was teams I'll admit that I'm like, ah, eh, you know, they got in there, maybe the, you know, like the West coast teams, I don't get to see those West coast teams at all. Yep. And I'm like, okay, well how, how, how are they going to do? Well, I was pretty impressed. Yeah. They came in there and they were in every game and, and it truly was a, uh, it was a grueling tournament, uh, you know, congratulations to Cyclones. They're the ones that ended up at the end. I, I felt we had a shot at, in Hudson, but, um, you know, we ran in a hot goalie and I tipped my hat to Fort Wayne. Um, we played them twice and, and they got us both times. They had a great game plan and they worked hard on So congratulations to those players and, and coaches. Even though that was a tough one, it really was.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. And And, you know, if you're listening to this, you can jump back and listen to our interview with with Fort Wayne and they kind of dive into their organization a little bit. We were really impressed by by Hudson's performance, Fort Wayne's performance at at Nationals and and you know, their performance all season long. So I think that was that was something that was interesting. I do have one more for you before I kick it back to Dan. And this goes along with kind of how you scout. From your eye, is there one or two things that you feel like you can look at to see the overall potential of a player or is it more complex? and it's it's kind of a web of of what you see
2: um i, I look for players that are uh, i want them to work uh, the 200 foot game uh the skill set is is obviously i mean you, you recognize skill sets sometimes right off the bat but you know if you're not you know back checking and you're not uh finishing your checks and there's just just those little things that i want to see uh uh believe it or not body language you know oh i missed a breakaway and you know you you have a Terrible body language after that. I, I don't want to see that. I want to say, okay, I missed a breakaway. I'm going to get my butt back and, and get back into play and, and help the defensive side out. Now you understand when I when I used to coach the youpers, I was kind of seeing You guys had stanaway the other day. Him and I are, I would say we we coached very similar. Uh so when I was the head coach of youpers, we'd fly, they'd laugh for defensemen pinching, and we would just score goals. Then I got connected with Wally there, and Wally's like, I'm I'm happy with two to one game. <laughs> I don't know. My, my blood, my blood flows a little differently when it's two to one, than if it's seven to one or seven to four, you know? Um, so I, I've, I've learned that from, from Wally. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm a fine, I'm fine with that defense zone. Uh, you look at the, what the Hudson Havoc did this year with the, I mean, goals, goals against on the penalty kill. I think we were allowed nine, but I think we had like nine shorties also. That's just an unheard of number. Yeah, you know, I'm fifty. I'll be 51 years old here in July, and I've been involved in hockey since I was three. And those, I I, I can't even. I still can't comprehend that number. <laughs> I, I can't. It's like, did that really happen? Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, I, I'm looking for hardworking guys because because in the end, you're going to have to work in order in order to uh, get to that next level. And I really truly want to help guys get to the next level because when they go to college, whether it's ACHA or it's NCAA, um, you know, if we can get, find them some money for their college, that's great. Um, in the end, they're getting an education and they're becoming uh, somebody that's going to contribute hopefully through, you know, junior hockey and having those three years when, let's face it, when I, I went in the military, I was not ready for college at 18 years old. Uh, after four years in the military, they turned me into a man. And I think with junior hockey, sometimes it's the same thing, you You have your three years, two years, you have a little fun, but then you're 21 years old and you're a college freshman. Now you're ready, you know, and I want, I want them to get a degree and then, and then help society and help their community wherever they're in. And and yeah, that's truly means a lot to me.
1: And now coach, let's, let's kind of turn this into this move to Metro and kind of what you guys have in front of you. I mean, it's, it's a great pairing. Like I, when I see Sturge going with the the superhuman that is uh, Coach Quenville back there, I mean, one of my favorite, those are two of my favorite people on the planet. Like, I've already talked about Coach Q. I said he's the most handsome coach in junior hockey. He also won a competition to get that award on our social media. And this is a guy who, I mean, I would be okay with him being president of uh, both Canada and the United States simultaneously. <laughs> just run it all. You know, just take it all over. We'd have Tim Hortons everywhere in the country if he were in charge, and I'd be happy. But you look at this Metro Jets team, this organization. You've got Metro at the Premier. You've got MJDP at the Premier, the development program. Now adding an elite. Kind of what what do you have on your plate right now? What are you helping out with with this great crew and team led by owner Pete Kamick in in a Metro with the Metro Jets?
2: Well, we we have a we have a few players that uh, moved over from Hudson. Um, that's that's going to definitely help the, the Jets program, and we're. We're working on that Um, in the junior development program. I I think what's hardest for me is, is trying to find um, the elite player. Like where, where where is that? I mean, uh, Metro is unbelievable development. Um, And I think it's, it's really, would be really wise for players to go there at a young age and, and, and have that elite experience working your way up to, you know, both the other teams. So, um, that's I think that's probably the the hardest thing i'm I'm trying to figure out right now because I've always gone after after the dogs let's like, so let's go you know and uh and and now now I gotta get the little dogs that are growing up to the big dogs so um that's that's really where my my vision is that's what I'm trying to find uh and so let's face it, it's really tough uh Michigan I was born in Saginaw so I'm familiar with with lower Michigan yeah. and uh, a lot of tripway programs there. So do you get the, do you get the elite players to play in the elite or do you get the, are they going to play the the you know U18 triple That's tough. Yeah. That's and that's that's a that's a that's a tough deal. Um I I will lean towards the the Jets program. It's very simple the the biggest reason I I had a handful of teams that was reaching out to me. Yeah. The Jets program the number one reason I picked it is because of What they do there, their track record speaks for themselves. Development was the biggest, biggest thing. When I talked to Q, my first question I asked him, "What? What? if I bring a player to Metro, what does the week look like? He gave me the schedule. He said, hey, on Sunday, guys get a text. This is the way it's going to be. Your structure is already set for the week. And I think when you get to junior hockey, it's very important because some guys are still going to school. Some guys got to work, you know. Uh, now you know, come Sunday, what my schedule is, all the way to the following Sunday.
1: That's structure.
2: And that's the reason right there the Jets have had the, the success that they've had.
1: Yeah, and, and you look at it, I think for that elite program in Metro, the big thing to look at if you are that, that fringe player who is on the fence between that 18U AAA or, or making the jump to the elite, or maybe you're a player in another portion of the country that is trying to find the right fit for themselves and maybe they're getting getting offers from other tier three organizations around the country in different leagues or wherever or maybe they're not like getting into a development pro when you're talking about the elite you want to know that there's a pipeline right and and i think metro has proven already at the premier level with mjdp and metro that there's a clear pipeline right you look at the freddie soderberg's in net you look at you look at these guys that have, that have climbed the ladder, like Stephen Miller, the big old jet airliner, as I call him. Like it is continually year in and year out proven that that they're able to create a pipeline where you develop, you move up. And I think now adding in the elite, what it does is it allows them to make this program even even better off in terms of you start young, then you kind of move up the ladder and then you close out with Metro at the premier level. And, and I think if that ladder of development that they're building there in Metro that that I would want to be a part of if I was one of those fringe players and I was really trying to find my space and sometimes it's good for us to to play that elite level we talked about it with Fort Wayne a couple days ago where it's it's that idea of putting away the ego for a moment and as as parents because we invest money in this game and we invest a lot of money at times as parents most of the time in hockey we get our ego tells us we want to be in the best league or we want to be next to the the we want to be the best player on a team but being a top three forward on a bad team will not help you as much as learning how to play the entire 200 foot game learning how to be a third liner learning how to kill a penalty learning how to block a shot learning how to play every facet of the game as a goaltender seeing a bunch of shots in a game once in a while Coach, can you kind of talk to, to that portion of it from from just a recruiting standpoint for a player for a parent? How important is it to kind of see all facets of the game?
2: Well, it's very it's very important, and like like you mentioned, uh, I do think uh, adding the elite program in Metro is huge. Um, and what I would what I'm hoping, but obviously you know the vision's got to be the same. Is you get those young guys, uh, they, they develop uh, the next year. You know, maybe you're on the junior development team which let's face it one of the best in the country and they went to the nationals last year and they competed with everybody. Yep. There were some great games last year if i'm not mistaken i think one was overtime to a semifinal team and they were playing i believe the rush pretty tight. And then and then you have the jets the jets team also. What i think is very unique in in metro is say you're uh, like a, a number seven, eight, nine forward and you're on the on the on the metro team, okay? Now you have the opportunity to say, well, because they, they work within. It's not like we're gonna go out there and, and trade players and, and bring players in from other organizations. Everything's all set in one organization. Now you move, if say the players say, okay, I want to go down to the junior development team. And there I could be a top six forward. And now I'm on you know the power play and the penalty kill, and I'm getting those minutes. It's all about the development, which is best. And Q said that many times to me. We do what's best. We move players back and forth. By adding the elite, I think get the same thing. There, there could be some players that's on the junior development program teams. Say, hey, you know, I could go down there, and get a top six opportunity down there. I could develop. And then the next year, who's to say you're you're not, you're not with the the, the Jets, you know, out there in the Great Lakes division. So uh, I think it's very unique what they have going there and and I look forward to the success for sure
1: yeah and and now i look forward to your success in a little game show that we play i know knowing you as, as a competitive person uh, i'm sure you've got the scouting report on what this game looks like but it's called minor chats and we'll, we'll put a minute on the clock coach and you'll just answer personal questions nothing crazy nothing difficult all we're gonna do we're gonna ask you questions and you're gonna answer them as quick as possible if you can't think of an answer then you just pass but it's your personal opinion so you can't be wrong unless you are we have had some wrong answers on this I will tell you a squirrel is not an amphibian that's my first little little piece of advice for you (laughs) just a heads up just a heads up but coach are you ready to play minor chats yes sir he's ready Lucas are you ready I am, I am also.
0: Rad. I didn't know I was a
1: part of this. Well, I mean, just I just want <laughs> to if you. Yeah, no.
2: You can help me. You know, this this whole thing <laughs> comes down to can Dan uh, ask the questions? It's only a minute, right? It's only a minute. A lot of pressure on you. Can he you read the questions faster than u- I do? Oh, and he's I not an it. auctioneer.
1: <laughs> I, I could have been an auctioneer in a past life if I had the skills to do it, right? And I could have been anything if I had the skills to do it, but I will be quick, I will be fast. Ready? When yeah. I ask the first question, once you answer, that'll start the clock. Are we ready to go? Yep. What's your favorite color? Red. Uh, what's your favorite sports team? Red Wings. If you were a dessert, on a deserted island and only had one food to eat, what would it be? Steak. Uh, what's your favorite Taylor Swift song?
2: Oh, I don't even know.
1: Oh, he's going to pass. Okay, we're good. Who's your favorite band or musician? Metallica. Nice pick. Favorite Metallica song? Uh, Ender Sandman. Would you rather go to a diner, a drive-in, or a dive? Dive. High-scoring win or shutout win? High-scoring win. Who's your favorite coach of all time?
2: Uh, Scotty Bowen.
1: Uh, ice cream cake, birthday cake, or neither on your birthday? Neither. Oh, good choice. Sunrise or sunset? Sunset. Soup, salad, or breadsticks? Salad. Favorite TV show of all time?
2: Uh, the Brady Bunch.
1: Uh, where's your favorite place to vacation? Florida. Uh, what's your favorite trait in a player when you're when you're scouting? Hard work. Uh, barbecue, hot dog, or hamburger? Hamburger. Uh, what's your favorite season of the year? Winter. Uh, do you want a million dollars? Yes. No, that one didn't hit. The last question you missed so on. So close. Don't get the million. We're gonna have to put it back in the vault. We have missed out on this million dollars <laughs> over 30 times now on Minor Chats. But I do have an announcement. Despite despite not knowing a Taylor Swift song, <laughs> Sturge, 16. Not 16 bad. answers the most thus far on Minor Chats. I do listen to the country, but... Yeah, you know, more like uh
2: you know George
1: Strait. Tay Swift stopped being considered country though. Remember that, Lucas. She she because she won so many country music awards and she was starting to turn more pop, the genre of country actually told her she was no longer country.
0: <laughs> well even even country's not country anymore.
2: There's well,
1: there's been we got a couple of Sam Hunt awards. awards, you know? Like we, that's we, not, that's We got to ask who who was uh, first till uh, this opportunity. Um, So the 15 was actually a tie, but well, not a tie because they were on the same team. Kaylee Schrock and Cam Wyrick from the Fort Wayne Spacemen as a tandem team. So you finally, we finally beat Fort Wayne, (laughs) (laughs) finally took them down.
2: He had to do it. You I can hear it. It couldn't be on the ice, but boy, <laughs> you get me here, and I got her now,
1: baby. He got it done. Yeah, we were, absolutely. We were, absolutely. It, you know what doesn't matter. A win's a win, right? That that's how we all
2: are. I don't care about right. it's
1: Doppily or hockey.
2: And, and and now, you know, I had to I had to join the division where we got to play Fort Wayne more. So uh, now and you the get a chance to, get the to burning in Sturge. That's all I'm <laughs> gonna say.
1: I can't I can't wait for the first like. Fort Wayne's going to be in for it this year. You're going to be, they, they have no idea. We're hungry. We're hungry. You better, you better be reading the lineups on, on the first Fort Wayne game. I, I want you in the locker room with the, Coach Lovin, Coach, Coach absolutely. You know, <laughs> and, and, and uh, you know, like, like I said, guys, uh,
2: you know, we're starting the advising this year. I'm, ex- I'm, I'm excited about that opportunity. Um, believe it or not, uh, just, just to kind of a little bit of, of how I've been. Uh, and I know you know this, Dan, and, and I'm pretty sure Lucas knows. You know, I, I was head coach at the Youpers, never took a salary. Head coach, general manager, never took a salary. Um, you know, I helped Tripway. I had Tripway teams in the summer. The only thing I would pay for is my motel. Let's just make sure so I didn't have to pay for the motel when I used to run a team called Showtime. Love the name. Came up with it. it very unique. And I tell you what, when you have a name Showtime, you better be ready. And with the Hudson Havoc, absolutely nothing. So, yes. Um, it's a different, it's a different deep feeling for me because obviously you do get, you do get paid for an advisor, yeah. but I hope that that, I, I hope that the past is shown enough to people to say, you know, this, this guy really cares. And this guy really, really wants to do something for the players. Cause even in Hudson, you know, nothing, I never asked for anything, but um, you know, I, I think I have a, a lot of knowledge. I think that I can help players
1: and my heart's in the right spot and that's what matters to me and i and i can vouch for you coach i mean I, I said it before a stamp of approval a sticker of approval whatever it's not enough folks and like i i we watch a lot of people in this game of hockey we know a lot of people i got, i got so many so many guys and gals that work in this sport that i would consider friends that i consider confidants that i consider people that i trust right but like they're this, Sturge is the one person that, above all of it, and, and coach, I know you won't want me saying this kind of stuff, that you're, you're just like every other hockey person who just wants to talk about the rest of your line mates, but it, he's a guy who just, you want to talk about living up to what you say, living up to what you do, living up to what you, you tell people that that's going to happen. Sturge does that more than, more than anybody I've ever met in any facet, any walk of life, and this guy does it for zero. Ninety-nine point nine percent of the time, like in in everything he does, and it's like if you are looking for someone who's genuinely going to just care about your family, about your kid, about the right situation. I won't I won't drop the goalie's name, but all it takes is a couple of a couple of clicks on elite profiles to figure it out. But last year, uh, the Hudson Havoc and, and Coach Sturgey, I mean, they they traded the top goaltender in the country. To, to the to another team in their division, a, a competitor, because it was the right fit for the kid, right? And who else is doing that? And who's doing that while also not taking any money, not taking a salary, making sure that they get they got a chance to go win a title, to go win a national championship, and they're gonna say, hey man, it's the right thing for this kid to go to one of our rivals who we are competing with for this national title and give them the best goaltender statistically in the country. It's just. The stuff you do, coach, it, it, it it's impossible to put into words just how much you do for this game and how much you do for so many kids. I know for a fact that there's a handful of guys this past year and this past offseason that you've also helped get to college that had nothing to do with Hudson, that had nothing to do with a- any team you touched, that were just guys who reached out through a friend or guys who reached out through or another coach on another team who just knew that you would pound the pavement to get it done. And, and guys and gals and ladies and gentlemen and folks around the country listening to this, it's not its not because Sturge has this Rolodex of information and he was, he was coaching for the New York Rangers last year so he can call anybody and they pick up. This is pure take the lunch pail, get to work, and work for you, advocate for you, battle for you, and not take no for an answer. And I, I can guarantee you that that is the kind of guy you get when you got Scott Sturgeon in your corner. This is a guy that would go to war for uh, for a guy that wears bird shirts and bow ties around the country at any point, and, and I'd go to war right back for him. So coach, we we absolutely adore you, man. And, and everything you're doing, it doesn't go missed by us. And I really hope that th- that this interview today, that this conversation, not just the fact that you won minor chats and you showed everybody you can compete, but the, the fact that uh, what we've talked about here today, the information we've given, you can re- if folks want to reach out through the Dan K Show here, you can reach out to us, show.com. You can slide into our DMs. We can help you get in touch with Coach Sturge. You heard Coach Sturge give Metro Sturgeon. That's Metro, like Metro Jets, and an S-T-U-R-G-E-O-N at gmail.com. Both of those avenues will get you to Coach Sturge. You can talk to him. I'm gonna tell you right now. He's gonna be a guy that he's gonna tell you if if he's the right fit for you. He's gonna be honest with you, and, and he's gonna he's gonna make sure that not only are you the right fit for him and he's the right fit for you, but he'll find you the right fit to get to the next level. Lucas, before we get to our parting words with Coach, I could talk to as Sturge knows I could keep Sturge on the phone all day, but what do you got for Coach before we get to our parting words?
0: I mean, I feel like it's just that, right? I, I feel like this is a, a conversation and, and Sturd, you're certainly a guest that is welcome anytime on the podcast, especially if you have something you want to talk about. Um, we, uh, I feel like I'm getting big, uh, big Jim Henkel vibes from this conversation, Dan, and the way that this conversation could be two, three hours and it would be, it'd be incredible. It'd be entertaining. And coach, I really, you are a hundred thousand percent welcome. We'll call you to be a guest. You just ring us up if you want to record something. We're on your time right now. So thank you for joining us, and uh, we look forward to the
2: next one. You no, know, we, we, we appreciate it. Uh, you know, it's tough when a guy guy coaches, uh, and then you got to get out of the game. Obviously, I got out of the game for coaching because uh, I had two young daughters. And then when I got the opportunity to be uh, director of Scouting Hudson, it wasn't as much time, so I was able to be back into the game. And it's really tough for I me mean, because, like, truth, truthfully, I mean, I was out of the game. And, and it's hard when you're in the game for so long and you get out and I have this opportunity. And now working with Metro is is going to be awesome. Uh, even last year, you know, uh, my last game coaching was against the Wisconsin River Kings and Marty Quarters. He beat me in overtime two to one. Unbelievable game. And, you know, I'm, I'm, you always sit there and think, well, my last my last game I coached, I lost. But then I got to get on the bench this year because we need a little help coached two games so I'm quitting while I'm ahead now we won both those games <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: the way to do it right and you look that's right.
2: yeah but it was fun I mean you I, I can't explain being in the fire the chess match uh uh when you're really really in the game and and it's it's something special being on a bench and and managing a hockey team and managing a game and playing that game of chess okay. uh, you wouldn't think that there's so much chess in hockey but there is
1: yeah it, it and, really um, is one day Lucas and I are gonna to put together an event and make you coach against Mike Stanaway so that I can call a uh, fifteen <laughs> to fourteen hockey game. That's that's my goal. I'm gonna allow you all no defensemen. Uh we're gonna skate we're gonna skate five on five, all forwards on the ice and uh the goalie, also a forward. goalie, Not even pads. Get <laughs> everything going. Guys, let's get to our parting words here. Let's get to how we close out each and every show. Lucas, your parting words. He still got nothing. Just a peace sign. That's all he gave. He's so wearing a Metro Jets hat, though, in honor of Coach Sturgeon. Coach, your final words for the folks at home. What do you got to close things out here today? Just looking
2: forward to another great year. Everybody better be working hard this summer, and uh, I'm gonna get a I'm gonna get a victory against uh, Fort Wayne on the ice Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely love it. For me, my parting words always go along with our guests, and the word today is genuine. And the phrase that pays today is committed to commitment, and and what I mean by both of those genuine. There's no one more genuine than Coach Sturgeon. He's gonna he's gonna live up to the hype of what he is and what he says. And committed to commitment that goes for a lot of things in the game of hockey, right? We gotta commit. You talk about Coach Sturge told you you should be working in the summer. You gotta be committed, right? You gotta be committed to the commitment of what you are and who you're trying to be. You also have to be committed to being committed to college, right? And getting that commitment, Lucas talked about that on the academic side of things, of there's not as much space as there used to be in the collegiate game. More guys than ever, more gals than ever, are playing this sport of hockey at a high level. And the opportunities, this is something we work on at the Dan K Show, and we need to continue to push for as a a sport, The opportunities at the NCAA ranks are not matching the amount of talent there is and the amount of ability there is and the amount of demand there is in this sport of hockey just yet. That's something the NCAA needs to work on. That's something they need to wake up on. But what we need to do right now in the landscape we are in is commit ourselves to those commitments. We need to be working this time of year when we're not in a rink every day, when we're not working for coach, when we're not trying to score goals and win games or stop shots, When we are not on the ice every single day right now we need to be working on the academic side of it you should know by the end of this summer if you were anywhere within the range of 17 to 20 you should know where you what you want to major in and where are some places you want to be and could see yourself going when you know that you can get to work on the rest you can get those those, applications in you can get that information out there to coaches and you can start sending emails to these guys and bothering them being that squeaky wheel and working with guys like coach sturgeon again you can reach out to us dancasho.com and we'll get you to sturge or you can reach out to him metrosturgeon at gmail.com do it now do it today I can't wait to see what Coach Sturridge has in store for Metro. I know Peter Kamek, and I spend a lot of time in the links. He gives me a lot of free golf. He is the nicest man on the planet, (laughs) and I do not deserve Peter Kamek in my life. But I will continue to accept his incredible, incredible willingness to give to a man as dumb as myself. Coach Q, Coach Sorallo, and everything she's doing in the women's game and the men's game on both sides, growing this sport. Coach Lovell and everything he is doing for shirtless workouts and abs (laughs) everywhere nationwide, as well as coaching behind the bench and mustaches at certain points of the year when he grows one. We love this organization. We love the Metro Jets, and we love Coach Sturge. When Dan Kays on a mic, it's always hockey night. Selly Saul remastered sleep. You know them all. GMU sport. You know body trick. And you know the Pueblo Bulls. Run with the Bulls, baby. Don't run from them unless it's a real bull. DanKayshow.com, the most watched show in junior hockey. Thank you guys for watching.
0: The Las Vegas Desert Cup Hockey Tournament is celebrating its ninth year of great hockey in the desert. They offer a unique feature in which players can participate in a high-caliber hockey tournament while also enjoying a vacation on the Las Vegas Strip. Families throughout the years have created lasting memories of their time with the tournament, and they look forward to hosting you and your player this upcoming year. Pricing includes a five-game guarantee, 15 stop time, jersey, shell, game socks, desert cup welcome gift all included. For registration information, go to www.dankayshow.com backslash the hyphen desert hyphen cup or go to at the underscore Dan K show on Instagram to find the link in our bio. Thank you for listening to the most watched show in junior hockey, the Dan K show presented by the Pueblo Bulls. For more information about The Dan K Show, head to www.dankeshow.com.